When you're working alone and you don't have anybody else offering feedback or offering inspiration or even just to bounce ideas off, things can get, yeah, they can get pretty lonely pretty monotonous as well. Well, today I want to talk about five different things that you can do the very next time you go to your horse that is going to help you to really and truly make the most of the time that you've got with your horse so that you actually can begin to make progress, especially if you're working alone. Okay, let's dive into the episode. Hey there, welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I cannot wait to help you make the most of your time with your horse today. That is what I specialize in doing, is really and truly helping riders who work alone to actually make progress and enjoy it as well. Okay, so I said that there were five different things that you can do each ride, okay, that is going to like really and truly pull all these together and you have a formula that is tried and trusted, it is proven, it works. But before we dive into those five, there's actually another two things that you have to include in everything that you do with your horse, and that is time and consistency. You have to factor those two principles in, okay? Some things take longer than others to achieve. And remember, when we're developing our horse and training our horse, a lot of it is developing strength and developing muscles, developing concentration, developing confidence, okay? There's all these different things that really and truly don't happen overnight. Your horse may understand something in principle, but actually being able to do it over like a continuous kind of a a period, so being able to not only establish, but then maintain what it is he's doing, that might take time, hey? And if you have time, that's great, you've got one of the ingredients, but if you're not consistent then and actually working with your horse, it won't matter. If you're doing kind of wishy-washy stuff and you're choosing one thing to do one day and something totally random with nothing to do with anything the next day, and then you're one day you're really, really focused on doing it the right way and the next day you're a bit tired and you don't really care, it's not going to work. You're not going to make progress, okay? So it's really, really important to factor in time and then consistency with the action that you're taking and with what you're doing. Okay, so all that being said, and hoping that you'll take those on board, let's get started. So the very first thing to do is to focus on one thing. Now I realize this may seem like a strange thing to have here, but but hear me out because I'm sure you're going to agree with me. Have you ever been on your horse? You get into the arena, you've, you've your mind set on the thing that you're going to work on. You're like, okay, today is going to be the day that we are going to work on our transitions in and out of canter from trot. Okay. For example, canter's on my brain right now. So I'll pick canter for this. Okay. So you're in the arena there and you're working away. And then have you ever noticed how there are distractions everywhere? You suddenly realize, oh, look, my horse isn't, he's not that supple now to the left. Or you might notice, look at this, he's not moving off of my right leg. Or you might notice, oh, I notice he's a little bit resistant here through the contact. But there's all these different distractions that can really and truly just set us off course. And meanwhile, you finish the lesson and you find yourself working on leg yielding. You haven't even 
touched the whole trot to canter, canter to trot transitions that you said you were going to do. That's just an example. But seriously, it happens, okay? And I think one of the most important things that we need to learn as riders and therefore as trainers, because at the end of the day, you're always training your horse, you know that, is that we need to be able to if you want to differentiate between what is a distraction and what actually needs to be worked on, okay? So maybe sometimes, and this is also true, this can be true, is that you get into the arena with every intention of working on your canter to trot transitions, for example, okay, or your trot to canter, whatever, okay, and then you notice, hold on, there actually is quite a bit of resistance through this, and if I actually begin to work on the trot to canter or the canter to trot, I feel that I'm not going to have the result I want because I need to first work on this, whatever this this is, the resistance, okay, whatever's showing up. And I think it's really important to be able to discern that, to discern what's a distraction and what you need to take note of that potentially needs to be worked into your riding plan over the next coming week or or maybe month, whatever the case is. And what is actually a real kind of a, a stepping stone that needs to be dealt with before you can do the thing you wanted to do, okay? It's really, really important to figure that out. Now, the good news is the more you do it, the better you get, okay? So I really and truly believe that if you start today just picking one thing to focus on for that exercise or for that kind of session with your horse. And remember, this is, whether you do groundwork or lunging or longlining or riding, it makes no difference. Whether you're on the trail, whether you're in the arena, pick one thing, okay, that you're going to work on. That's going to be the focus. And then, only if something comes up that makes it that you cannot do the thing, then you you kind of sidetrack off. Otherwise, uh-uh, you stay on track, okay? Stay on target. Really, really important. Okay, the second thing is, is to be intentional before you mount up. Now, I think that we have these bookends to every ride, okay? Like really and truly, we've this groundwork. We do it before we ride and we do it after we ride and whether you believe me or not it's true it's the facts and the matter like you have to get the horse from the field or you have to at least lead him from the stable to the arena okay there is going to be this kind of moment or this period before and after each ride that bookend your actual ride your ride being the session where you're working with your horse again this could be lunging or whatever it is that you're choosing to do okay but there's these bookends that you can use that if you were to get intentional again thinking about what you wanted the session to be about so your one focus how could you incorporate something into the the period before and then the period after the rides that would either assist with that or complement it okay and start thinking about this I think it's really important and again this doesn't matter if you are into giving your horse like a 45 minute like luxury head to tail makeover okay or if you're into a 10 minute a lick and a promise type of just a brush get the saddle on get into the arena it doesn't make any difference it's how intentional you are with that time that is really important. And remember, back to what I just said, you're always training your horse, always. Like from the moment your horse has clapped eyes on you and knows you're there, the, the conversation has begun. So he is then responding to you from that moment. So, you know, the more intentional we could get, the better, hey, the better. Okay, the next thing is to use your warm up. I see so many people, again, I was also guilty of this, so many people into the arena, 
and they kind of just wander for 10 minutes just wander it's kind of like it's kind of like there's some sort of a a timer in their head counting them down if they can just get the 10 minutes done like get it finished then they can get on to the fun stuff or the interesting stuff okay and I think if we could be more intentional about the warm-up and again trying to tie it back to what we said we were going to do okay for the session like how could I use maybe my 10 or 15 minutes warming up to actually either begin to lay the groundwork for that or lay the foundation for that or to complement it so if we take that initial thing that we said about the 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 transitions in and out of the canter if you maybe focus in your warm-up on responsiveness that would really help those transitions by the time you actually got to work on them okay so or you could focus the warm-up on flexion again it would really help the transitions by the time you get to them okay you're working suppleness into it so things like that it's important and i think if you're um like really and truly serious about showing up as trainer which is what you're doing for your horse okay again you're always he's always learning from you always okay so if you're really serious I think it's important to just put a little bit of kind of time and effort into that I also think that when we're with the warm-up we don't focus enough on fine-tuning ourselves and what I mean by this is use your warm-up to fine-tune your aids now I'm not talking about your communication with your horse I'm just talking about what you're doing okay like get it all sorted out in your head And that way, then the actual work itself is going to get so much better. Okay. And then from there, number four, dedicate 15 to 20 minutes on working on the thing that you said you were going to work on. And don't hammer it. There can be this, you know, when something needs to be done, okay, or it needs to be, as riders, we often see things need to be fixed or things need to be made better, such a you know, better, what's better, I don't know, you know, better is better, but um, we tend to go into sometimes our work with our horse being very, I don't know, rigid, there's no suppleness to it, and we just hammer on the thing that needs to be fixed, like I need to get this straightened out today, this has to be fixed, can you imagine how miserable those 15 or 20 minutes are for your horse, he, I, I'm sure there's horses out there in the world saying, oh, please let this go and let it be finished, that I can just go back to living my life without this person just hammering on the same thing, which I'm not very good at. I have all these other great qualities and she keeps hammering on the thing that I'm not great at. Okay, so I do think that while it's important to, to dedicate the time do it in a way that feels good for you and your horse. Like sprinkle the things in, especially the difficult things. Sprinkle them and then have, you know, regular breaks. Yeah, let things relax. Get back on the same page. Do something they're good at. When you are doing things that your horse is good at doing, okay, or enjoys doing, it builds his confidence and that then helps him to tackle the thing that maybe he's not so hot at and maybe you're not so great at as well okay so it is important to just be really really compassionate I would say is the word there and um, to make sure that you're moving things forward and you want the work to be quality that's why I actually sometimes think that 10 minutes of like really focused quality work is way better than 30 minutes of just kind of bantering about and you know kind of sort of yeah, all over the place wishy-washy it's not anything it's here and there 
that the 10 minutes can be much more beneficial to move things forward okay so just keep that in mind like don't don't ride for 30 minutes because you think or you read somewhere that you must ride for like 45 minutes a day you're like oh gee like if you and your horse get the thing after 10 minutes maybe every now and then say okay great we got it and leave it there that's okay there's no like horse riding police that are going to come after you for doing that hey you're golden you've got this you can do it okay so the final and the fifth part is to then keep track of your training now you knew I was coming with this. I'm all about this, okay? So recently I've also begun to keep a diary down at the stables myself again. I'd stopped doing it for a while because I wasn't really at the stables as often. There was other people in and out and coming and going and all that fun stuff. But again, practice what I preach. I was realizing that by the time I was getting back up to the house and then obviously greeting all the people, the little people and all that fun stuff, um, I was losing a lot of the, I don't know, a lot of the 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 feeling, the just the details about the session. And I found that by keeping the, just a diary that I can just write, it's like a notepad that I can just write in, write what I, happened, what, you know, what went on. By keeping it in my grooming kit, so I have my own grooming kit, um, by keeping it in there, I, I was able to like literally like get off the, obviously get off the horse and look after the horse, hey? But then I was able to write it down before I came back up to all the other distractions that goes on in life and really beneficial. I really, I strongly recommend it. And strangely enough, when I'm doing it that way, now bearing in mind, I was doing it the other way um, for quite a while, as I said, due to the fact that I wasn't at the stables and stuff like that. Um, I can actually, the, the entries are shorter. So I'm not like, I don't know. It was almost like when I came back to the house, I was like, you know, like you keep writing to hope that you remember stuff. <laughs> Whereas when I'm, when I literally like get off the horse, look after the horse and then do like write it in. It was so much shorter, but so much more specific um, much better, like really and truly night and day. So I strongly recommend it as well. If you're not doing that and remember the thing about tracking is, and especially if you're working on your own with your horse, creating feedback or having feedback, creating a feedback loop, um, but having feedback is like really important for progress. And that can be the sticking point for so many riders. They've nobody to give them feedback. And it's, it's difficult, eh? it's tough. And there are a few ways that you can create this for yourself if you don't have anybody else there to help you. And one of them is by tracking this. And what's lovely is that when you look back then, let's say four weeks, so you start this today and you look back in four weeks, you'll still have all the emotions from the ride. And I do suggest tracking all that. I think it's important. Um, so you'll have all these emotions from the ride and you'll have, you know, how it went down and how you saw it that day. What's lovely is after four weeks, when you look back, you can actually look at it from almost like this outsider perspective. You're not triggered by it anymore. Not that you'd be triggered by it initially, but you know, we have these ideas about what the ride was. And sometimes the ride isn't that at all. It was just, you know, it was just how we felt on the day. And it was actually nothing to do with anything. And it's really interesting to look back at that. And then from there, so after your four weeks and now you start looking back, you'll begin to see patterns. I promise you, you will. And it is fascinating. Like it really is. It is fascinating. You'll begin to see patterns in both yourself and how you perform, but also in your horse and how he performs as well. And that is gold. There you go. And now you've done it for yourself. If you just are a little bit 
I suppose, diligent, okay, in actually doing these things each day with your horse. Okay, I do hope that this helps you. If you're feeling a bit stuck about all of this, you're like, what? I have a training that I created quite a while ago, actually, and I haven't spoken about it in a long time, but it is there and it's really good. And it's called Finding the Gaps in Your Horse's Training. There you go. Could it be any more simple than that? But um, you can go over and find it over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free. It's there. It's waiting for you. I'll also link it here in the episode notes for this, wherever you're listening. But um, you can click on it and go and it's just like a little mini course type thing but it will help you to find the gap so as you can actually maybe have something specific to focus on the next time you're in the arena with your horse because that's what we need. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great day. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.